Okay, so last time when we left off, we were going to adopt, but that didn't fall through. That didn't happen. So we wrote some blog posts. Jess, do you want to talk about your blog post? I wrote a little bit about the history of how it happened and how we got matched to how we prepared for the baby and then just finding out that um, the adoption plan didn't go through and just personal feelings and just a lot of emotions into the blog post and just all the feelings that I had towards it. The main reason why I wrote it is that it can help me to express how I was feeling through words. And since a lot of our family and friends knew about the adoption, I didn't want to explain to them why it didn't work out. So I thought it would be better to just write it out so that they can read it for themselves. Did you get any feedback from your post? Yeah, I had some feedback, mostly just like, oh, sorry, sorry that happened and praying for you. I also wrote a blog post. I wrote a blog post a little bit after you, and the title of my post was called An Ugly Waiting Mom. <laughs> I think that was the title of your of your blog post, right? That was the title of the blog post before the one I just talked about. Oh, you know what I did? Okay, so I I did write like kind of a one to follow up on your ugly waiting mom. And then I also wrote one around Christmas time about how uh, we're still hopeful in waiting for adoption. I got responses from my blog post. Most of the people discovered the blog post through Facebook. And I think they, they saw the ugly wedding mom one because I put a picture of you and me. It wasn't like a, you know, just a, a picture of like nature or something like that. It was a picture of you and me. And it was I think at that Onezo. It was at Onezo. It was actually an older picture. We took it around Halloween, but it was one of the few pictures that I <laughs> that we had of each other. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this one. It's kind of a funny picture to put up. I was in my scrubs and you were wearing um you were wearing your I remember. You were wearing ears. Oh, it was Halloween day. So I was wearing um Fox, the fox from Zootopia. Does he have a name? Nick, Nick Fox. Yeah, you were wearing Nick Fox yeah. ears. So actually, two days after that, that's when we kind of assumed that's when the baby was born. Right, right, right. But we didn't find out till later. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to write more about adoption uh, this coming year and hopefully be able to podcast about it soon. But that's where we're at. Since we last podcasted, a lot has happened. Um, it's kind of hard to recap every single event that happened. But maybe one of the most memorable ones is that I broke a door. It was just a door. The door shattered upon me. Yeah, it was in Roland Heights too. Okay, this is the story. Sometimes I drop you off, Jess. Sometimes I drop you off so I can go to work. Um, but I drove, so I dropped myself off. Okay, so this time you dropped yourself off and I happened to be in the car. And we went into this store. Uh, this cafe. This cafe. And I was going to leave to go to work. After you dropped yourself off. So I was leaving. This is 7 a.m. This is 7 a.m. It was raining pretty hard that day. Very windy. And so upon leaving the store, I opened the door. So I, I, I pushed the door open, right? Like I wasn't pulling the door towards me. I pushed the door open. And I guess as I pushed the door open, the wind caught the door and pushed it all the way open. And... 
the door was made out of glass, and the glass shattered. It broke. It rained upon me. The shards of glass rained upon me. Thankfully, I wasn't, I didn't get cut or anything. I, I think I got like a little scratch, but I wasn't cut. Um, I kind of freaked out a, lo- a little bit. I think it, I, when I saw it, I think it happened in slow motion. Like I, I just saw all these glass pieces just falling down like raindrops upon my head. You know, your face, it looked guilty. That's why I was, I was, I was embarrassed. And then the guy, the owner came and he was looking at it. And then we were just all stood there silent. And then I told you that you should, you can go and I'll take care of it. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I hate, I hate this. So you were more embarrassed, but I think you should have been more scared because I almost died. I don't, that's not something that you, I don't know the percentage, like the possibility, like of, I don't, I don't think you could have died. I could have died if the, if the piece of glass like went into my eye. You would not have died. I could have gotten hurt. I could have died if like my mouth was open and then I swallowed all these pieces of glass. I would have probably been really scared if I saw you and like on the floor, but I saw you and you just looked at it and you looked at me. You just stood there. So it didn't, you didn't look hurt at all. So that's why I was not scared. I could have died if all the pieces of glass like actually cut me. Like if they actually cut me deeply. But let's talk about reality. Let's talk about reality. That did not happen. Reality is that God protected me. Yes. From dying. And then you left. And then he he was cleaning up and he was just, and like customers came in. They're like, oh, what happened? What happened? And then you, I, I hear him say, oh, there's this, the guy. He opened the door, blah, blah, blah. I thought you said he started talking in Korean so you couldn't understand him. Yeah, but I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say he was Korean. But still, he was saying, he was still in English. Not like I understand Korean. Here, let me tell the story over again. I want to say it in a different way. You're, you're, the way you said it was kind of, it was like anticlimactic because you, you were... Describing it differently. What? So one day in November, I was meeting up with some friends at a cafe at like 7 a.m. in the morning in Roland Heights. So then Aaron and I drove there and then we decided to get breakfast inside before Aaron had to go to work. So then we got breakfast, but then Aaron decided, okay, let me just, I'm just going to go to work. So I was like, okay. So as we were leaving, Aaron opened the door and then all of a sudden you hear like glass shattering. And like I looked over and like Aaron's standing there and then half of the door, the glass door just shattered everywhere. And I was like, what happened? Like, I thought Aaron was like so strong that he broke it. Or like you, you were like <laughs> pushing when you should have been pulling. And I thought you broke it. And I didn't find out till that night how it broke. So again, you were more embarrassed and... And guilt-ridden because the door broke versus the fact that I almost died. Because the face, your face didn't look hurt. You just looked like you were in shock. I was in shock because I almost died. Well, I wasn't scared because if you were on the floor or if you were like holding like a part of your body that was bleeding, then yeah, I'd be like, okay, he's hurt. Let me go help him or let me be worried. But you were not that at all. It was more like what happened. Like I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I got embarrassed later, but not at the moment. As the glass was falling in slow motion, I did think about like curling up into a ball and like protecting my head, but I, I couldn't think that fast. I, I really don't know what you should do 
if pieces of glass are falling from the sky upon you. Mm-hmm. I'll probably look that up after after we record this. So, like, coming from the, a restaurant owner, like, the perspective of them, like, that's expensive. The whole door was glass. The whole door. And it was, like, over, it was, like, eight feet tall. I didn't know what to do. And then, like, I didn't know, like, okay, I don't, I'm not supposed to pay for it. But I feel bad at the same time because, like, it's in the morning and it was raining and it was all windy. And, like, it's probably an expensive door. So I ended up giving him $35 in cash. <laughs> I, like, slipped it on the register and then I left. Okay. Okay. Would you have given him the $35 if you knew that it absolutely was not my fault at all? Because it wasn't. Yes, I wish... You texted me or told me like it was so windy. It was the wind because I had no idea how it happened. I didn't see you actually. I didn't see it actually breaking. I saw it like the last half second of it shattering like when it was like mid air. Like I don't know what happened at all. Like I couldn't even, I didn't even think that it was a wind. Even the guy didn't think it was a wind. So the guy thought it was me the whole time? Yeah, I thought it was you the whole time. How, how is it possible to break a glass door? It just didn't cross her mind that the... Oh, I'm pretty sure it didn't cross his mind. It didn't cross my mind that it was a wind. Because it didn't look like it was that windy. It was rainy okay, it was, and It was really windy, windy but yes. I didn't think it could have broke a glass door. Uh, same thing. I didn't think you're that strong enough to break a glass door. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously I don't know you what think happened. That my brute strength is way more stronger okay, than the. Actually, wind. this is what I hap- This is what I thought happened. You, okay, this is a type of door that has a hinge, like a big metal hinge on top and a big metal hinge on the bottom. So I thought you pushed it way past as this, as the threshold, like how it's supposed to be pushed. I thought you pushed it way past it, and it snapped and it broke. That's what I thought happened. And was that the case? No, but because you, you didn't tell me until later. I I didn't know the story. It's true. When I, when my friends came, actually, no, they did not come. When I saw my friends later, like, I still, I told them, I, didn't, I don't know the whole story. We haven't talked about it. Like, me and you, Aaron, did not talk about what happened yet. So this is a lesson in communication. This is a no, lesson this on is, how... What? Oh. what? This is a lesson on how if you break a door or if you... If the door breaks upon you... You should communicate the fact that it wasn't you who broke the door, but it was an act of God where the mighty gust of wind. Why do you have to say it like that? Oh my gosh, Aaron. It just it happened, it happened. I wasn't I wasn't like mad at you. (sighs) Anyway, we can't go back there because they know our face. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about the focus of season two of SV. We came up with what we want to do and our vision for it instead of just like talking about like our personal life and like what we do and what we've done. (laughs) Yeah, so I've been podcasting with Hanley. The podcast I do with Hanley is called Walnut Commentary. And on those, we tackle listener questions. Um, But even if there's not like a listener question, there's always, I always have something in mind that I want to discuss with him. It's like a, you know, like a, Basically a topic, one focused topic. Mm-hmm. And I wanted direct- a direction for SV yeah. instead of just, you know, just talking about current events. Right. And so I, I thought it'd be a good idea for us to have that focused piece of content, uh, maybe listener questions down the line, but have one piece of content that is good for the listeners, meaning that it is beneficial to them mm-hmm. or helpful. And then it also gives you and me a direction on where we're headed, what we're talking about, and what we're trying to accomplish here. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going back to our roots. This podcast is about art, specifically about you and me and the art that we create, but also about the process behind it. So you'll continue to talk about music and the work that you've done and your process. And you will talk about your creative endeavors, focusing on design, your work at church. Maybe events. Maybe events. It's still about all the creative things that we do, but we're going to refocus it on all the main pieces of art that we create. So for our first topic of this new season of the podcast, season two specifically, we're going to talk about setting creative goals. Is that how you want me to do it? Is that, is that, yeah, that's is good. That, yeah, setting creative goals. It's the new year. It's 2019. We're a little bit late in January, but we already started some new projects and we already told each other our goals. So Jess, why don't you share your goals with the rest of the world? So cheesy. <laughs> so I've, it's been a challenge to actually set goals. A part of the challenge is because towards the end of last year with adoption, I've been trying to put everything to rest and find a good place to end things like freelance work, try to end church work and my life right work so that I can have maternity leave. So I that's how my mindset was. I was very like, okay, once the baby comes in, I'm like free from that kind of work. And since that didn't happen, it's been harder for me to get back on track and to get back on having a personal goal for myself. Going back to work was actually okay because the work and the assignments that I had, they were like from my bosses, right? So like that was already set for me. But finding a personal goal was very hard. Um, even right now, it's I can't pinpoint on what I want to do yet. Um, I know I like to do events and it's a nice hobby to have, but it's not something I want to pursue long term or pursue as an actual business. And so it's been nice because I still have some clients right now with events coming up with like birthdays and um, like actual physical events where uh, me and my friend Kirsty we we help plan and help decorate the venue and do maybe like balloon making and face painting. So I we have a couple in February. And I think another thing and some other projects I have going on right now is like wedding invitations. So those are like a little bit more constant. But for my more personal goals, I've been thinking of having some sort of passive income. Do you know what passive income is? Passive income means that like it, it just makes money on its own. It generates money on its own. You don't really have to do too much. It's not like you're working, like doing labor over it. Mm-hmm. It comes in more easily. Yeah. So I want to try and do that. I've been trying to do that for a couple of years now, but it's, it's, the motivation hasn't really been there. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if a passive income for me means like creating print work or creating apparel and just like having that there. I wouldn't do anything like digital educational kind of stuff. But I think a good motivation for me to do passive income is that I want to move out of Alhambra. What? In like three or four years. And Aaron and I talked about this um, pretty recently um, that we want to buy a house, but more specifically, maybe buy a land and build a house. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. It it doesn't seem 
it seems difficult. I don't even know if it's going to happen. Seems a little bit extreme. It does seem extreme. Um, but we have like four years to think about it. And I feel like if we're going to really want to do this, or if I really want to do this, I have to start now um, in some way, like even with like a floor plan or like researching a lot of stuff. I mean, it's exciting. So that's a fun project. And with that, like that costs a lot of money. And that's something I'm passionate about. So I think to help support that goal of ours, I would like to maybe start doing apparel or some sort of like like passive income stuff. How are you going to accomplish this goal that you have? It's going to be hard because I still need to find a way to do it. So there was a project that I started last year when we found out that we were adopting. It's um, related to, you know, children. So I think that's a project I'm going to try and get back on track with and try and finish this year. But once once it's done and once things are a little bit more finalized, then I'll let people know what's happening. Yeah, so those, those are my, that's my goal for this year. I think, oh, and, you know, to do things that, make me happy, whatever that may be. I, I still have to figure it out. You mean do things that spark joy? But I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. What are your goals? Okay, so I ha- I kind of have a lot of goals. But okay, you, I think you said something that is kind of interesting and that I, I think I agree with, which is you can set creative goals and I think it's okay to set them and not know how you're going to get there. I think it's still the beginning of the year. I think it's time to dream big. I think it's time to just put stuff out there and you can figure it out how you're going to get there along the way. You know, I think part of setting goals means that like, just get it out of your system, say this is what you want to do, and then you have the year to figure it out. Now, not all goals are going to be like that. A lot of goals that I have, I kind of know how I'm going to get there. Uh, Maybe not all the details, but I think it's okay to set goals and to not know how you get there. So I do want to affirm you on your goals and say, yeah. (laughs) And I hope to see you get there. Thanks. So do you have any goals or creative goals specifically for 2019? Yeah, I'm going to run down my, my five creative goals for 2019. Now, these aren't like my biggest goals, but I think they're goals that I want to share on here and uh, you can give me feedback mm-hmm. as we talk about it. Oh, we should have done that for me. Okay, so my first goal is to be an established blogger. Now, this goal is kind of silly because I'm not really a blogger. I just I just write stuff on the internet. I guess that's blogging. It sounds like you want to be famous. Is that what you mean by established? I do not mean I want to be famous. Is that the right word? Uh, okay, well, let me let me clarify how I'm using this word established. I feel that like blogging has always been an experiment for me. I feel that I've been just kind of writing stuff and seeing what sticks. But I think this year I want to get into routines and habits and patterns of just knowing what kind of content I write and being secure in my identity as an author. Now, that sounds really lofty, but basically what I'm saying is that I just want to write what I know I know how to write about, and I want it to be beneficial to people, not just for myself. So when I say established, I mean I want to be consistent. I don't want to say, oh, I'm trying to blog. I, I just want to be able to say, yeah, I write on my website and just be comfortable giving it out to people. So would you say you're not comfortable doing that now? 
I would say that I still say that I'm trying to be a blogger or I like to mess around with blogging, but I want to get into the place or the headspace where I'm confident in my writing abilities and the content that I write about. Mm. Um, oh, related to that though, I did see an increase in my Facebook likes on my Musicoon page. How many do you have now? I have over 100. All right. Good job. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but you and me made a wager like when Mm -mm. we first got married or something. This is a long time ago. Yeah, I don't remember. And we said, whoever gets first to 100 wins. But I I don't know what we would win. And I don't even think you ended up making a Facebook page for yourself. I did not. I don't remember this at all. But I still win. Okay, what would you like? I haven't decided yet. We'll have to talk offline about this, and then we'll reveal it. We'll reveal the surprise prize <laughs> in the next one, I guess. All right. You deserve it. You try it. You, it took you five years. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> this is, that, that's what I'm talking about, trying to be established, right? Like It takes me so long just to figure out what I'm doing. Five years for a hundred likes that means every year you get 20 likes that means almost every other three weeks you get one like yeah but you know what that 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 ratio is definitely not right because i'm pretty sure like half of them came this year (laughs) oh good probably that means something happened this year that really got your um impressions up in all honesty i think it were it was the adoption post because People like personal things. People you know? like or people are more prone to like be like, oh, I should mm. give him a like because he, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this hard time. I noticed that you get the likes on the post when you repost my post. Oh right, right, mm. right, right. I should do that too. I should do that too. I should repost your own post. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, the likes came from that one. Likes came from an article I wrote about Paxton. I don't know if you remember really? this. It was that was like, a while ago. It was called Disneyland with Paxton. But like, I just remember I was, I didn't expect it to get a lot of impressions, but it didn't. I was pleasantly surprised and I felt a little guilty because I'm like, oh shoot, you know, like, did I just exploit Paxton? For the likes. Was it worth it? It wasn't my intention. <laughs> the other one came from this really boring article I wrote about my job as a clinical analyst. I did not expect that to receive attention. So part of my blogging experience, I kind of reached a milestone or at least one that I consider a milestone. I, I feel like I'm hyping this up too much or I'm like using, the, I'm using very, uh, I'm kind of using ridiculous language here, but I, I reached a personal milestone in my blogging experience. Mm-hmm. Prideful much? I joined <laughs> the, I joined the Crossway blog review program. Crossway is a book publishing company. They publish the ESV Bibles. And um, they have a program that you can sign up for where they will give you Bibles or books to review, and um, they'll give it to you for free in exchange for a review on your blog, and you post that review on like Amazon or Goodreads or any of those other websites. So far, I've received two Bibles. I received the ESV Story of Redemption Bible. Mm-hmm. And I also received the ESV Illuminated Bible. Yes, and I'm grateful for that because that's because that Bible has um, lettering and illustration by D. 
Christina Tanamachi, which is a letterer or graphic designer. And she's like really well known in that community. And so I feel like, yes, I, I want that Bible. I wanted that Bible for a while too. I just never made the purchase, but I'm, I'm really glad you got it for free in exchange for a review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my review is going to be posted at the end of the month. But you know, I, I really do appreciate these, these lettering Bibles. I feel that like these lettering Bibles might be one of the best products that um, Crossway actually puts out there. I mean, you know, it's not like hardcore like any of their commentaries or anything, you know, but like, or any of their big theological books. But I feel like it's useful to just laymen and uh, all the artists that we have at church. Why do you say artist like that? Do say again. And all the artists that we have at church. Yeah, it's nice to look at visually. Does it inspire you? Mm, I don't like to use that all the time. Does it motivate you to create more art? I think it's nice to see Dana's work in the Bible and to see the Bible being illustrated in the way she did it. And it kind of encompasses every book in the Bible in a visual way. So I think I really appreciate that part of it. Does the Bible spark joy? It should, yes. I mean, yes. Anyways, I'm thankful for all the likes. Um, I'm thankful for people who read my stuff. Um, So I I will try to do better and be better and just be an overall better author Mm -hmm. this year. My second goal is to podcast more. And I guess I shouldn't say more. I guess I should say consistently. And so when I say podcast, I don't just mean SV. I'm also talking about my podcast with Hanley, uh, my podcast with my music friends. So I just want to be consistent with podcasting and get more material out there. My third goal is ETJ music, of course. We have a couple songs that I'm still working on, but they're getting ready to be released hopefully soon. And uh, I'll put them up on Spotify and we'll see what shows this new batch of songs will bring us. Are you guys looking to play new shows? I am not actually actively looking. Right now, my goal is to get the music out there first. But if uh, something comes along my way, I will not turn it down probably. I'm always keeping my ears open to see what's out there. My fourth goal is that Warren is actually working on a solo project. And so I'm going to help him produce that project, produce and record it, and hopefully release it. And um, it's going to be different from ETJ. So it will be a weird working relationship that we're going to have now. But I want to do a good job on that. And I, 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 I am excited for people to hear the songs that he has to share. That's interesting that you said that's your goal, but it's his project. See, the thing about being a producer is that, like, I I feel that, like, because I'm producing the album, I have a little bit of stake in it, too. Like, my name's going to be on it as a producer. So, obviously, I want to do a good job on it. Like, I want to leave my mark on it. And when people see it, they're going to see my name on it, too. And so, I, I feel that I want to internalize this. I want to claim it. And I want to see it as an accomplishment that I have for myself to be a good and better producer. My fifth and final goal that I want to share is that I want to get some of my original worship songs up on Spotify. So what are the original worship songs? 
Uh, one of the songs is one that I recently co-wrote with Philip. It's about trusting God at all times. The song is called Trust in Him at All Times. We played it this past Sunday, and it got a good response. So I want to record that, put it up on Spotify, and share it with more people. Another song is one that I co-wrote with Eugene. That one is Psalm 19, also called The Law of the Lord. And there are a couple other ones, too, that I didn't co-wrote. Those are ones that I wrote by myself, I guess. My problem is that I don't know what name I should put them under. Like, they're not going to go under the ETJ band name, and I don't want them to be called Aaron Lee. So I, I really... That, that's a goal where, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get there. I don't mm. know how. If anyone has any suggestions... So these are your goals for 2019? These are my goals for 2019. That's a lot of stuff. I think it's okay to be ambitious. I'm not saying that I'm going to reach all these goals, but I'm saying that I want to reach these goals. I'm hoping to reach these goals. I can see myself potentially reaching these goals. And so I figure, hey, you know what? Why not set the bar high and just go for it at the start of the year? Good luck. And go forth. Is there the Star Trek say something? That, that's live long and prosper. Mm, Christy's going to be mad at you for that. No, but I, there was that one, but there's also something else that's related to like. Oh, that's okay. She's not even mad at me. I'm, I'm glad we're talking a little bit more about the creative side. I think it helps me um, get, be accountable to it all, all my creative goals. I think maybe for you too. And I feel like th- this direction, it's it feels right and feels like there's a true purpose for SV. So I think I'm, ex- I'm excited for um, the coming episodes and the topics we'll discuss. Should we, should we ask for listener questions or is that too soon? Too soon? Do we have any listeners? 